0: Right. hello everybody welcome we are continuing today in our series entitled helpful compassion helpful compassion which is basically a series about how to love your neighbor well how do you love your neighbor helpfully in in these crazy days of, of upheaval that we're listening that we're living through right now now if you are if, if you're listening in the future uh there's there's I guess the most pertinent thing that you might want to know is that I am teaching this right in the middle of the COVID-19 global pandemic. Scotland is... Uh, on, a, on a slower trajectory when it comes to opening up. Uh, we, we are still here very much in, in isolation. We, we're very much in isolation. There's, uh, we're, we're getting reports every day of how many people have died in the last 24 hours, although I think I saw today that it's the third day in a row with no deaths reported in Scotland. So well, praise God, excited about that, uh, very excited about that. But we're in the midst of a, a globe-stopping pandemic and 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 so hundreds of thousands of people during this time have died connected in some way to the covid 19 uh virus the coronavirus people again have been isolated for months and months Uh, most people's work situations have gone through some adjusting or or much adjusting or, or lots of upheaval or whatever and if it and if that wasn't enough all, as of 30, 34 days ago, there was the murder of George Floyd, a, a black man, by a white police officer in, in the United States, and that has brought about this amazing massive shaking in our world today the world has rightly become awakened and disturbed by the multi-generational racism and and injustices connected to in that case specifically black people in in the United States but that that has gone global and and the the discussion of race and racism and injustice has just has, has just um it's just gone everywhere in, in the last month and that's that's amazing in fact i hope and i believe we are living in one of those pivotal moments in history one of those amazing moments where the outcry against racism and its injustices from from people of of every race and color the the outcry against racism and the outcry for a better future has reached a tipping point that will bring about this long lasting change to this v- vile evil history of ours. So today, today we're going to be talking about how to love your neighbor well, how to love your neighbor well by helping people respond helpfully, helpfully to the evil of racism and injustices. So we're going to be talking about responding helpfully to the evil of racism and injustices. And I know what you're thinking right now. I know instantly what you're thinking. You are thinking to yourself, I wish this is what you're thinking. You're you're, you're wishing that you yourself were, were going to write a message that, that was going to be delivered online to to whoever who might listen, uh, thirty minutes or thirty five minutes, all about racism and injustices, and that it would be out there to be to be to be listened to and evaluated and scrutinized. I know that that's what you wish you could do right now, and and maybe you can, maybe you can, uh, maybe you can. But I, I guess I get the joy of this, and, and um, as I said a couple weeks ago, the topic of racism and and how to respond is a hot issue right now it is extremely volatile Uh, i hope in the future it is it's calmed down a little bit but you cannot say anything right now without people freaking out Uh, there there is a a hyper judginess connected to this issue and you know i I highlighted this a couple weeks ago but it is impossible for me to talk about racism as as we need to talk about without pushing some people's buttons because because that's just what happens when this topic comes up it's going to be impossible uh, for me to walk the PC path when I'm trying to walk the JC path to Jesus path uh, and, and talking about that today uh, there is going to be feedback I am going I'm receiving a lot of feedback today um, mostly 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 positive uh, about about this discussion but there, there's there's a wide variety of feedback and some people are ready to tune out right now because I'm gonna talk about racism and I am white I'm white and so they're already tapping out and they're, and they're already hands in the air now It is impossible to deal with this issue without without judging this at this particular moment. And so what I'm going to just ask is for us to just calm it down. To just, just calm this down, to calm it down. Uh, our world needs to be talking about this. A- everybody, we need, there, there needs to be discussions happening. Uh, pastors, church leaders of, of every race, of every color, need to be talking about this. I need to be talking about this. Um, uh, th- this, this conversation needs to be had. And, and, I, and I understand that every conversation, every chat is imperfect. And, and that's okay. And, 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 and there's lots of reasons to, to be upset, but we're going to bring it down. And we're going to try and have a discussion about how to, how to respond right now, loving our neighbor well, and how to respond helpfully to the evils connected to racism and injustices. So, uh, I I hope you're with me. I I hope that that's enough uh, disclaimers to say that that this is so important. This is so important that we're going to talk about it, uh, even though there's going to be there's there's just going to be inevitable kickback, so we're going to take a breath and if you're with me i want you to go ahead and thumbs up on the thumbs up emoji or just type thumbs up on the chat right there uh if you're not on the church online platform it'd be great to switch you over to the church online platform and just be like okay yeah i'm gonna just i'm just gonna i understand that this is a a volatile subject i'm just gonna i'm gonna take a breath i'm gonna take a breath and 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 okay let's let's have a, a calm mature conversation about, about this because it's really important and, and, and we have a lot to say as Jesus' people on this subject. Anyways, there's, there's lots of ways to respond. At this moment and, and some of them are, are more helpful than than others but it's my firm belief and this is at the the, the heart of this entire message it is my firm belief that Jesus has shown humanity through his life and through his book through the Bible the very best way to respond to the evils of this world when it, when things happen that are wrong that are evil that are that are messed up Jesus shows us how to respond and and that includes the topic of racism. And when racism has happened and the injustice is connected to it. And, and, and it is my firm belief that Jesus' way, although different than maybe our natural instincts, is by far the best way to respond. Sadly, though, at this pivotal moment, Jesus' way isn't being talked about a lot uh, out there in, in the media. It's not the loudest voice though the way of Jesus and then the other ways maybe the ways of man the natural ways the ways of man though, though they kind of want a similar better they all want a better future the 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 values the the uh, methods the the journey and and even ultimately the final exact destination aren't entirely in sync and be, and, and and so they're we all want a better future but how we get there and to what we're exactly aiming for those are a little bit different and i genuinely believe that only the way of jesus only the way of jesus as laid out in the bible it will get us to the future that the whole world would actually prefer that everybody on the planet would prefer i'm worried though that that, that a lot of pastors uh, in, in churches aren't actually preaching about this very much, and, and and if they do that, it's 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 not so much about the way of Jesus. It's, it it might be the way of way of man, and, and I and I, I understand that because there's there's a big outcry in this moment, and and Jesus's people, uh, you know, all of us we're, we're a bit behind in, in this in this, and. Um, we know change needs to happen, we, we know racism is evil and needs to end, but uh, in all the outcry sometimes we're grabbing onto solutions that aren't actually the gospel, that aren't the way of Jesus, and so that's what I'm gonna, that's what I'm gonna be focusing on today how to respond in this moment on the way of Jesus when it comes to the evils of racism so I I hope we can get there I hope we can get there together I hope we can we can lower the judginess and and up the graciousness and uh, and and listen and and maybe take take steps forward together okay so let's talk about this let's talk about this first of all the topic of racism which is behind so much of in of the injustices that have gone on is a big deal to god it is a big big deal to god he says the second most important of all the commands in scripture is to love your neighbor and as we talked about a few weeks ago your neighbor is anyone that your life intersects in in any way um whatever uh Whoever, um, whatever their nation of background, whatever their culture of background, whatever the color of their skin, we are called to love our neighbor. That is an anchor Bible concept. We talked about that last week, especially Jesus driving that home. There is no room for, for any sort of favoritism or, or racism or nationalism. There, there's no room for that amongst Jesus' people. We're called to love our neighbor. I was thinking about the kinds of um, passages that we could talk about in the Bible, and one of my ideas when I was when I was thinking this through was um, Jesus and all of his interactions with the Samaritans. Now I understand the Samaritans weren't. a a different race of people, but they were a different people group. They were a mixed people group and a definite high hostilities and oppression back and forth between Samaritans and Jesus. And I thought it'd be interesting to go through all the stories of Jesus and his interactions with Samaritans or his talking about Samaritans and see how how he responded in those in all those scenarios and and so I kind of started mapping that out and quite interesting but but one of them particularly jumped out at me a little bit of a of an odd one and it's found in Luke chapter 9 so let me just read this uh, quickly Luke chapter 9 starting in verse 51 uh one of Jesus' interactions and uh, with with Samaritan people so in, in Luke 9 51, it says, When the days were coming to a close for him, Jesus, to be taken up, he determined to journey to Jerusalem. So he, Jesus, sent messengers ahead of himself, on, uh, and on the way they entered a village of the Samaritans to make preparation for him. But they, the Samaritans, did not welcome him, Jesus, because he determined to journey to Jerusalem. When the disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to consume them? But he turned and rebuked them, and they went on to another village. Uh, That's that's how it reads in Luke chapter 9. Now notice Jesus, Jesus rebukes his disciples for such an awful response. This is an awful response. The, the disciples are proposing to respond in this discriminatory moment, in this uh, where they are receiving actually, in in this case, um, uh, discriminatory uh, discriminatory treatment um, as Jewish people. Uh, they were discri- they were being discriminated against. They're, they they want to respond with the way of man in this moment. And their response is, let's attack them. Let's attack them. Let's, let's get revenge. Let's make things right. Let's pay them back for the insults and for, for the wrongness of this moment. Let's pay them back. In, in fact, you know, let's well, call down hev- fire from heaven to consume them. You know, when you're, when you're thinking um, of like ways to get back at people, I, I don't hear that, that idea enough. <laughs> no, I, probably that's a, always a bad idea, and that's why we don't hear about it. But, but th- their response is anger and let's get back. Let's get them back for this insult by the way I do love it a few years later in in Acts chapter 8 the same John John the same John is back in the land of the Samaritans and he is has his hands on Samaritan people praying for them to receive the Holy Spirit and be a part of the family that he is a part of the family of Jesus the kingdom of Jesus I, I, I love thinking about that because Jesus, when when you're looking at his response in the moment to insult uh, connected to this discrimination, when when you look at Jesus' response, his response comes from a much bigger perspective than let's just get back at these people and make things right in the moment. Jesus is looking towards a different future, a better future when Samaritans and Jews are one people in Christ who are filled with the Spirit, who are one uh, together. And and, and so Jesus' way sometimes requires a bigger thought, a bigger perspective than our normal natural quick um, quick although you know genuine meeting meaning responses so I love Jesus's respect uh, perspective here Uh, as God's people we are in a moment we're in a a massive moment in, in the world here and and we need to respond in this moment of ours today we need to respond with an outcry against racism and its injustices but we also need to respond with a call to the way of jesus let's not just respond let's not just let's just have an outcry but let's respond in this way in jesus's way not the way of man not the natural way now before I talk specifically about the eight pieces connected to what is the way of Jesus, I have five premises in the Bible that I want to make sure we're, we're on board with. Five biblical premises that somehow tie into this topic of, of racism and, and injustice. The first one that I want to make sure we're, we all remember is, and I mentioned already, that we're called to love our neighbor. Number one, we're ca- Jesus calls us to love our neighbor. There, there's no room. There's no room uh, amongst any of Jesus' people for any hint of racism of any type. There should be no hint of that amongst God's people. We're called to love everyone, whatever their culture, whatever their skin color, whatever. That's, that's, that's a Bible, uh, a Bible pivotal, um, pivotal fact here. A premise that we need to hold on to. Number two, number two there is one race... The human race. We lose this one quickly. There's one race. The human race. In the beginning, God made two people. And from them, all people have have come from uh, one family. One family. One race. The human race. Uh, Also, being from one family, uh, every single human being as a part of this family, regardless of culture or or background or nation or, or, or anything is made in the image of God the, as as people part of the human race everyone is made in the image of God and that carries a huge amount of value a huge amounts of value so there's those pieces when it comes to being one race but also let's think about Jesus' end goal for his people for his kingdom his end goal is to bring together people from every skin color every tongue tribe people and nation to bring them all together into one family into one kingdom into one people to bring them bring us all together in in oneness think about the samaritans and his and his vision for them and now spread that around the whole globe jesus's end goal is to bring around perfect unity of people from every skin color under heaven in his kingdom that's his aim. So there's one race, the human race. Hold on to that piece. Thirdly, there's a call through the Bible. Jesus calls us to live justly and not tolerate injustice. To live justly and and I instantly go to Micah 6, 8 for this one where, where it says, mankind, mankind, he, God, has told each of you what is good and what it is the Lord requires of you. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly. What does the Lord require? To act justly. To act justly. To love faithfulness and to walk humbly with your God. To act justly. Okay, there's so many examples cover to cover through the bible of, of of what how God feels when when injustice is taking place when people are being treated poorly and when they're not being treated fairly when nations are not uh, are not about justice when people are not about about justice when, when in injustices are everywhere God is moved he is he is frustrated he is angry and he and he acts we see that in the bible all through the Bible God is highly opposed to injustices so we as God's people are called to live justly to act justly number three fourthly fourthly God is the one who is to avenge and repay now this is this is a this is a tough one this is a tough one but it's it's crucial to living the way of Jesus God is the one to who is to avenge and repay whenever there is wrong Whenever there's injustices, man's way is to try and make things, you know, fi- you know, get things right. To pay back who needs to be paid back. To avenge whatever wrongs are done to us. Uh, kind of like what the disciples wanted to do to the Samaritans. Let's call down fire from heaven to consume them. But, but both in the Old Testament and the New Testament, God makes it entirely clear that he, God, doesn't want people to take revenge themselves. But instead, to let, him, he, let God take revenge for them. And he has a different plan for them. And I'm thinking of verses like Romans chapter 12, 19. Uh, Romans 12, 19, where, where Paul writes in Romans, Friends, he says, do not avenge yourselves. I could stop right there. That, that's, that's just straight from the word of God. Whatever your story, whatever your background, do not avenge yourselves. Instead, leave room for God's wrath. That Leave room for God to, to, to avenge you. Because it is written in the Old Testament, vengeance belongs to me. I will promise. I will repay. I will repay, says the Lord. So God does the repaying of evil in the Bible and, and, he, and he calls us to let him do that. What are we to do? Well, this is... Pretty much the call uh, of the gospel. Number five, we are called to repent, we are called to forgive, and we're called to reconcile. Now that, those words are so central to, to the way of Jesus. I'll go ahead and write those in the chat right now. Repent, forgive, reconcile. For, repent, forgive, reconcile. This is the way of Jesus when it co- comes to how, how God wants people to respond in, in moments where they're being treated uh, wrongly, where they've been sinned against, where they've been wounded, where they've been sinned against. This is the ideal path that God has for us, is that let me take care of the evil, says God. Let me repay all that needs to be repaid. I will do it, says God. But I want you to repent. I want you to forgive. I want you to reconcile together. Again, man's way is to get back at those who have done wrong. God's way is ideally to get back together. We want to get back at people. God wants us to get back together with those who have done us wrong via repenting, forgiving, and reconciling. Okay, so those are some biblical premises that we're weaving into these thoughts on how to respond and, and how to respond in the way of Jesus. I want to talk now about how we can participate powerfully and helpfully. And that is such a key word in this discussion. Helpfully. How can we helpfully respond in this time to see the best possible future for all people of every tongue, tribe, people, and nation? How do we helpfully respond? okay let's back up why why are we gonna respond the way of Jesus because we're called to love our neighbor who is also made in the image of God part of the human race equally with us everyone is part of the human race equally with us our goal what we're aiming for is we're aiming for peace unity healing and love amongst a reconciled humanity That is what our objective is to see on this earth. A peace, unity, healing, and love amongst a reconciled humanity. That's what we're aiming for. So how do we get there? Well we get there via the way of Jesus. So let's talk about the way of Jesus. Here, there's eight steps here in the way of Jesus. Number one, they're not exactly in order but many of them are. Number one is this firstly it stops with a deep repenting a deep repenting of any and every shadow of racism a deep repenting of any and every shadow of racism it would obviously be in in this case white people repenting of their sins white people repenting of just the sins of their ancestors of the sins of the nation that they're part of the cities that are part of maybe like like I was born in a different city repenting of, of that city sin and the city that I live in now uh, repenting of our of the sin of our sins of our city our nation our people our world the sins in our world connected to this even if I don't even know about it, but being deep repenting over this issue of racism you can think about like like Like, Nehemiah's prayer, there's pretty much so many of the great prayers of the Bible have this sense of repenting beyond themselves. Nehemiah is repenting beyond himself in Nehemiah chapter 1, and he's like, you know, God, you know, repenting over over the sins of his ancestors, And, and really his people, his nation, people who lived generations before him. We're talking 100, 100, 200 years before Nehemiah was even born. He's repenting over these sins over the last couple, that happened a couple hundred years ago. He's repenting, deep repenting. White people need, need to come to grips with these evil truths connected to what has happened and what they've been a part of and their people have been a part of and repent about that. Now, also, contrary to what is being said today um, people minorities may also have to repent uh, of some racism again it's not nearly at the same level as how white people need to respond at this moment but they might need there might need to be some repenting over over being maybe anti-white or lumping white people all into one big group of oppressors Uh, that that's 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 not that's not an an okay thing to do all of us need to ask the Holy Spirit to search our hearts and this takes humility especially when when we have been wounded if you've been if you've been particularly wounded it can be hard to to uh, to search our hearts in this area but we need to all search our hearts and we need to ask God and his spirit to show us any way that skin color is negatively coloring how we see and treat people right now. I, I, is there any way that that's evidence in my life? Whatever your skin color, whatever your skin color, we all need to be asking these questions. And then we need to be deeply repenting. Again, this, this doesn't take just deep repenting from one group, although there is one group, people with my skin color, who need to in massively, entirely own the evils and injustices that have been going on. But, but everybody also needs to work through every sh- shade and shadow in our in souls and, may, and make sure that we're all coming clean. And we're owning up to hard truths, if, if there is any, and repenting as we need to repent. But definitely people of my skin color uh, way, way, way need to do that. Number two, um, G- in the way of Jesus, a deep forgiving. Forgiving of all who've sinned against us and, and, and our, our ancestors. We need to be forgiving those who have gone before us and the evils that they've done. I'm thinking of Matthew chapter six. Jesus calls us to forgive everyone of everything without repenting and forgiving. Without repenting and forgiving, without deep repenting and deep forgiving, without um, far, the farthest reaching repenting and the farthest reaching uh, forgiving, there will not be the healing and healthy, reconciled future we want and we, we desire and we're aiming for we want to see all people, regardless of their skin color, reconciled as, as one race, the human race, loving and caring for one another equally, without favoritism. It's going to require forgiving, requiring forgiving people, people who maybe who have hurt you, uh, people who have hurt your ancestors. It has to be deep, deep forgiving you know and, and every time we talk about forgiving in whatever the context it's always difficult because there's hurt there and there's pain there I get that but it's it's always the way of Jesus that's number two number three releasing all vengeance to God releasing all of ve- it everyone must give up the compulsion to take revenge themselves to pay back the oppressors themselves and instead allow God to bring about his perfect vengeance it's okay to ask God to take revenge to take to to avenge you and, and your people or whatever as he promises he will but we need in from our situation we need to forgive and then let God do the avenging again this is straight from Romans chapter 12 19 and I've talked about that already but that's part of the way of Jesus forgiving and releasing the vengeance to god letting him do avenge everything that needs to be avenged that's number three number four plead for justice in prayer again i'm thinking of the story that jesus tells of the the widow in in luke chapter 18 and she's poor and she's pleading for justice from this unjust judge and and ultimately at the end of this parable god's basically jesus is basically saying that god is very much not like an unjust judge and, and he makes this sentence, these this maybe two sentences, connected to God and, and justice and prayer. And he says this in Luke 18, verse 7 and 8. He says, Will not God grant justice to his elect who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay in helping them? I tell you that he will swiftly grant them justice. Prayer is powerful. Prayers for justice touch on a very soft part of God's heart. And he is swift to move in responding to prayers connected to injustice. And I've heard some people just mock Christians who are like, oh, you're just going to pray about it? You're just going to pray about it? Why don't you do something about it? No, prayer is powerful and we will do something about it. But prayer is not nothing at all, Uh, especially prayers for justice. They're very powerful, very world-changing powerful. Okay, that's number four. Plead for justice in prayer. Number five, listen and learn from one another. God tells us to humble ourselves and I encourage you, especially if you are white, which just happens to be the majority of the people in our church are, are white and those who are listening here. Um, if you're white, I encourage you to listen to somebody uh, and, and listen to their the stories of people who are of a different uh, skin color than you, whatever the skin color, and, and t- let them tell Let them tell you how they may have been evilly discriminated against in the past. Maybe how their people have been. Maybe how they've been judged unfairly just because of the color of their skin. Or maybe how they've been treated terribly because of that. Listen, and what I want you to do is enter into their story and grieve with them at how awful and evil that is. I I, I hope it makes you sick that this is happening to this person who is is, uh, a part of our family, the, the human race here. I hope it makes you sick and what I ideally want you to do especially if how they were treated is, is by someone who has the same color of skin as you have. I, want, I would love for you to step into symbolically and vicariously into, into that role of the one who has done that evil to them and I want you to apologize. I want you to repent. I want you to seek their forgiveness and see about bringing healing. As part of the way of Jesus. Listen, learn, and, and kind of going deep and, and bring healing there. That's number five. Number six, stand up and speak up for any who are oppressed. Stand up and speak up. Again, we're all one race, the human race, and as Jesus' people, we're, we're to stand up and we're going to stand against every bit of injustice that we that we encounter. We are to speak out, we're to speak out and speak up when, when our fellow human beings are not being treated uh, rightly as as image bearers of God, as people loved by God, uh, when made, yeah, when made to, to honor and love and glorify God, we are to come to def- the defense of anyone who's being wrongly treated if you see it you stop it if you see it you step in we grieve and we stand for any who are being mistreated seventh seventhly seventhly uh, promote truth and memory in in the in the book of Joshua there's a there's a story of, of, of of a great evil a sin by this guy named Achan and his family and it's connected to the Jericho story. But at the end of that story, they basically pile this big heap of rocks over Achan. And, and it's to serve as a memory of an evil that had happened. Sometimes we think we want to make memorials of victories and celebrations and, and great triumphs. We also want to remember and memorialize uh, the great evils of the past so that we can remember to not live that way, to re- remember that that is awful and evil and to not allow any any shadow of that I- in our future, to educate to educate that we are susceptible to this kind of evil because our ancestors have been and, and we're human and so we're susceptible to, to this kind of evil and, and it also helps us to repent publicly at a, at a large level and to seek forgiveness so you know this idea of building new memorials uh, this idea of building museums that we can we can learn from the evils of the past that they're never repeated again that, that we're humbled by and yet we don't want to sweep it under the rug it's been swept under the rug in our country for far too long we want to bring it out and we want to own it and we say this is awful we agree that this is awful and and we want no part of this in, in our future ever again so we want to we promote truth. We want to look at it in the face. This is what happened, and it's awful. And then remember, promote memory. Eight, we want to plead for God to heal our world. Plead for God to heal our world. Great evil has been done over hundreds of years, and we need the great healer to come in and bring healing. I'm thinking 2 Chronicles 7.14, which says, If my people who are called by my name humble themselves pray, seek my face, and turn from their evil ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. We want to respond with that kind of hearts, humbling ourselves, repenting, and forgiving. Okay, we'll talk more about this in a second. But historically, guys, historically, when nations and people have chosen to walk the way of Jesus, it's been amazing it's been hugely healing it's been surprisingly wonderful what's happened uh, not just when, when Christians do this but when nations do this when nations do this and, and when when nations repent uh, when uh, when oppressors and nations repent and those who are have been mistreated forgive when that happens in nations amazing healing takes place I'm thinking of examples such as in in South Africa apartheid South Africa and and when 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 there when change came there was there there was a call for let's, let's bring justice, let's pay back the white people for the incredible massive evils that they, that they perpetrated. And instead Nelson Mandela stood up and said, no, we're going to walk the way of, he didn't say the way of Jesus, but we're going we're to forgive. We're going to forgive and we're going to bring healing and reconciliation to this land. And he, and he led the nation in the way of Jesus. Now, I've been to South Africa. It, it's, it's got a ways to go, but what, what a, a successful, wonderful step forward in choosing the way of forgiving, forgiving people as opposed to retribution. The same sort of thing happened in, in Rwanda, right, with the genocides and, and the two people groups there and, and just the slaughtering, millions slaughtered uh, in one of the two people groups. And, and, and then when, it, when the time came for that to be over with, the, the, out, the outcry the, the, of the leadership, Of of Rwanda was okay. We are going to walk the path of forgiving, not not payback, not payback. We're going to walk the path of forgiving, and we're going to bring healing to our nation. It's the way of Jesus done at national levels, at global levels, the way of forgiving that brings about the future that we really want to see. Especially con- connected to these, these multi-generational systemic uh, raci- racisms and, and injustices that have been going on in our world. Now as I've said earlier, I- I'm concerned that as people who are reacting at this moment... And we do need to act. And we do need to to step up. I'm concerned that, that not everybody's remembering. The way of jesus and and the value of jesus and some other outcries it makes sense to me other other voices are are getting out there and they're they're shouting for 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 different ways forward a lot of the natural response is a bit like the natural response in rwanda or south africa at first and let's let's get let's get them back let's get them back let's 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 have a revolution and 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 pay back the the oppressors but that's not the way of Jesus. And there's some flavors of this going on in our world today. And, and I want to look at two examples of, of what I'm hearing that, that concern me because they're not the way of Jesus. And although they may make a difference, uh, they're not going to bring us to the, the, the aim and the end goal that we really want. A reconciled humanity. The way of man, number one, the first one is the way of man is, is revolution. The way of man is revolution. The way of Jesus is Reconciliation the way of man is revolution there's a call right now to overthrow systems which are being blamed for for white people staying in power a revolution of the black oppressed people in the United States specifically against the white oppressors again this is mostly in the US right now that I'm speaking about but maybe you've heard about police forces being disbanded. disbanded that's that's this idea that's this idea in action or or police being attacked uh, th- that's this idea. Let's, let's overthrow the impress- oppressors. In Seattle there's been city blocks that are completely blocked out as police free zones. It's awful. Apparently awful things are happening in those, those zones. But, but the idea is that we need to get uh, power out of the hands of the current leaders and into the hands of, of the marginalized and you know what maybe there are some people that need to shift uh, positions and roles and and all that kind of stuff and we want to pray for for God's God's best future for our our world today and for getting the right people in the right positions and the right places but seeking revolution does not bring about reconciliation it's there are two different paths to, to, a, to a better, better futures. But I don't think we're getting away, doing away with police is actually the way towards the better future. What we really need to do is everybody needs to own their stuff. Repent. Repent. Forgive and bring reconciliation. Again, some systems might need to change. Some people might need to change roles. But we want to be aiming for reconciliation over re- revolution. So, so be watching that one and, and, and make sure it stays in the Jesus line there. Um, another, another thing that jumps out is the way of man is saying, there's a lot of books about this right now, that whiteness is the problem versus the way of Jesus that says sin, not skin, is the problem. They want to say whiteness is the problem, but, but, but the way of Jesus says, no, sin is the problem, not skin color, sin. I'm going to remind you again that God made everyone in his image and your skin color, whatever it is, whatever your skin color is good whatever your skin color is that's how god made you that's how god made you and maybe the enemy wants to to mess with that with your value up or down based on whatever the color of your skin is no you are made in the image of god you are valuable and precious to him just whatever your skin color is we we don't be it's not it's not to be mortified by your skin color but by Sin and let's keep on point that the issue is sin sin not skin color Uh, If you're if you're shaming a a whole skin color uh, a Whole skin color that is a form of racism that is a form of racism now I have just left a PC box for a moment here and I get that we're just gonna we're just gonna listen We're gonna be okay here gonna be okay here now. I understand that a lot of loud voices right now Are saying that black people or minorities or oppressed people cannot cannot be racist that they cannot be racist what they're doing is not a racist thing what they're doing is they're they're um, acting out uh, against oppression against oppression and for some that very much may be true but what we need to do is when we're all looking deeply at this moment we have to look at what's going on in all of our hearts by uh, white people uh, people of my skin color need to be off the charts in in repenting and owning the the, the very obvious evils that 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 they have uh, that we have been been um guilty of over the generations but there may also be shadows of racism in your heart uh maybe even towards white people and again you're gonna have to ask jesus about that and search there but racism is racism And if you are negative, if you are negative about white people because they're white or black people because they're black, if you're negative about uh, any color of, of, of skin color that's different than yours, if you're negative towards them because their skin color and what it represents to you, then that's racism at work. And, and it's very uncomfortable and, and awful to, to, to try and identify that in, in our hearts. It's easy, when, it's easy for some, but it's very difficult for others. If you treat anyone with a different color of skin worse or with more disrespect than you would someone of your own skin color, that is one of the hidden faces of racism at work. And the thing is, guys, we cannot fight racism with racism and get to reconciliation. Did you hear that? We can't fight racism with racism and get with uh, and get to a reconciled future together. Everyone is able to sin. Sin is the issue, not skin color. And, and so we, we can we can just be humble before our God. God's clear. All of sin and fall short of the glory of God. It's not that we've all committed all of the sins possible. Hopefully you and your family's history has no no shadow of racism in it. But if there is a shadow of racism in there, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, G- Jesus is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness anyone can sin in the area of racism whatever their skin color but it's only through confession to Jesus that we will be cleansed now for some for for many of us for most of us listening the color of our skin does uh being white needs needs so much confession needs so much owning of what's going on so much more so much more than, than most people but I want to remind you all that the color of your skin is chosen by God. Chosen, chosen by God for you. You've been placed in this generation. You've been placed at this moment. And now you, whatever your skin color, have a powerful role to play in seeing reconciliation take place in this world right now. In fact, I want you to type, whoever you are, whatever your skin color, I want you to type in the, in the chat right now, I have a powerful role to play. I have a powerful role to play. I have a powerful role to play in the world right now. You have a powerful role to play at seeing healing coming to this world and injustices being healed. There is no neutral right now in this upheaval. There are there are people who need to repent. Maybe everybody has a little bit of repenting to do. You know, it's like 99% this person's fault, but one percent this person's fault. Everybody maybe has to own their own stuff. But but definitely, especially people with my skin color, there is a massive amount of repenting that needs to happen, if you are, are of white skin color, then you have a big important part to play when it comes to repenting. If, if, if for, maybe, maybe you feel like you don't have a lot to play, a role to play right now when it comes to, to um, repenting, but you maybe do have a lot to play, a uh, role to play when it comes to forgiving uh, because there's a lot of wounds. In fact, this message for some of you, you you're feeling all agitated, you're feeling all angry because, because buttons are being pushed, that, those buttons are because of wounds, very real wounds, and I, and I get that. And, and, I know, and I know that that's happening to some of, of you right now. And wounds are being pushed. And, and even in these last few minutes, you're, just, you're, 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 you're responding, you're reacting. The buttons have been pushed. I get that. Uh, the, identify that. Ask Jesus, what is going on in my heart right now? Why, why am I feeling this, this waste? Okay, okay, is there, is there forgiving that I need to do right now? Is there, is there forgiving I need to do right now? And reconciling that needs to take place. Some people might say that, that white people just need to keep their mouth shut. They have nothing to say at this moment. They, they don't understand. They don't get it. They, 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 they are completely blind at what's happening in the world right now. And, and, and I, I would agree. Uh, most all of us white people have a lot of learning to do. They have a lot of learning to do. And it, it would be great uh, for, for most of us to keep our mouths shut and listen with humility and love. At first, as a first response, as a first response, we do have a lot to learn. But guys, uh, we all have an important part to play when it comes to bringing the world together. When it comes to seeing reconciling uh, take place for, for, for us to be part of one race, the human race. And I believe only by talking together... Only by talking together, only walking the way of Jesus together can we see the healing of the racism that, that we, we want to see, that we need to see. And so all of us have to have, be speaking into this. All of us need to have a voice. All of us have a part to play. Silencing uh, uh, any specific skin color is never the path of a reconciled future. And I understand that, there, again, there's so many wounds. There's so many wounds. But But silencing skin colors isn't the answer towards reconciling so again i encourage people with my skin color to be very humbled at this moment to lean in with compassion to to lean in compassion um but 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 don't stay in shame in 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 shame repent repent and and seek forgiveness now there are several ways of man out there. I've, I've just touched on a few of them and I just call you to please be alert to please be alert and be biblical. I want you to know the gospel. I want you to know the way of Jesus and its power for healing and reconciliation in our land. The world needs Jesus' way. He needs Jesus more than ever. Like this is just one of those moments where we need to know what Jesus' way is as a, as a world, as a generation, and, 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 and choose to trust it like those who have gone before it and walk in that way to see the restoration. The world needs Jesus' way. The time is perfect for it. Let's not let this moment be wasted by the flawed ways of man, but instead, let's help the world walk the way of Jesus. So how can we help? Helpfully love our neighbor in these days, championing the way of Jesus as the best way forward, teach it, and do it, and do it together. This is a tough moment. It's a tough moment for our world, but potentially a great moment. Uh, Jesus has the best way forward from here. Uh, l- l- let's go his way. Now, if you're here and you're, you're just raging right now because, because I- I'm white. And, I, and I'm saying some things that, that are difficult for, for everyone. I, I, I'm, I understand that. And if you're raging, um, I, I, I want to just encourage you to go to the Bible and, and just look at it and see, okay, it, even, even if there's hard truths there or uncomfortable truths there, is, is, the, is, the, is this the way of Jesus that Brian's trying to call us to? I'm not saying that this is a perfect message at all, but I'm But I'm saying it is, it is a, we need to be talking about this. And we can't wait until we have perfect messages. We need to be talking about this now, imperfectly, in an environment of grace and non-judginess. And let's see if we can move the world forward together. Now, this is not just a one-off message uh, on racism. There's a lot of chat going on behind the scenes, and and I don't know exactly where all of it's going to land. We've we've talked about how to continue this conversation via maybe podcast things or streaming conversations in the middle of the week. I I know that Laura said that there's a conversation at 8 p.m. on 8. On the 8th of July um, with the Komalafis uh, to talk about that we have lots of ways that we're looking at trying to keep pushing this forward um, we're, we're discussing issues up uh, connected to representation in our church and our church leadership um, we're also talking about different actions to take there's a lot of there's a lot more going on behind the scenes connected to this don't think of this as just like a one and done message we know that this is a big thing that's going on in our world today and we're taking it very seriously very seriously but the challenge for all of us is one is probably both of these responses but one for you probably more than another the challenge is to repent and again uh if 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 it's 99% your your issue then this is probably where you're going to spend most of your time repenting and and if if you're like okay maybe there is a 1% bit here it's still worth repenting and then conversely repent of yourself your ancestors and and your people but also then the other aspect is of forgiving and maybe and maybe Maybe there's just a little bit, like a, a half of a percent that, that you need to forgive. Uh, or maybe it's 99.5% that you need to forgive. Uh, work through both processes and make sure your hearts are clean and your ancestry is prayed over and your people and your nation is prayed over in repentance prayers and forgiving, forgiving prayers. This is, this is big stuff, but it's, it's nation-changing, world-changing stuff. And let me just pray. Let me just pray that, that our world uh, finds the peace and reconciliation that, that we desperately need.